So last night we talked, can I just go ahead? We try to bring the kids in. Right, usually have a little something for the kids at this time, is that right? We usually have storytelling okay. at my house and we brought everyone here <laughs> instead. Okay. <laughs> so the kids are, ex- they have heard they will be hearing some stories tonight. Okay, we'll try to turn in that direction. Last night we spoke a little bit about the nature of, of Leela and, and uh, I wanted to divide that into two discussions, one about the Prakat Leela, the Manifest Leela, and we went into that in some, at some length. Many interesting points were raised, I thought. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was going to speak about the Aprakat Leela, the Unmanifest Leela, but I think we'll... Um, shift course here and uh, enter into an, some examples of the Prakat uh, Leela from Bhagavatam, of course. And uh, for that I want, to, uh, I want to go to the 15th chapter of the 10th canto. And uh, this is the, as, we, as I mentioned last night, the, the Bhagavatam has really three primary aesthetic uh, centers within the tenth canto, which is the center, if you will, um, center fold of the book, and um, and that is the Vatsalya Rasa center, which is uh, involves the chapters surrounding the Dhammadar Lila, maybe eight through eight, nine, ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Sakya Rasa center, beginning with the Eleven and a half, and then the Brahma Vimohan Lila, all the way up through maybe the eighteenth chapter, and then you have the Madhurya Rasa Center in the five chapters of Rasa Lila twenty-nine to, to thirty-five. So these are um, really concentrated um, um, areas, if you will, or centers within the tenth canto of of the, of the Bhagavatam in the Braj Lila, which covers the greater portion of the 10th canto. I mean, it's about, what, 90 chapters and 40, I believe 47 of them are about the Brajlila. So, and as we pointed out last night, really properly understood, if we read it correctly, with the help of good association, we come to the conclusion that the descriptions of the Matura Lila and the Dwarka Lila are all primarily for reflecting back on the significance of the Brajlila, where the book is really inviting us to enter. So these through three centers I'm mentioning are all in the Brajlila. And there we have Krishna as the son of Yasoda, Krishna as the cowherd boy, Krishna as the lover of the gopis, or centers of spiritual emotion arising out of elders, equals, and lovers. Hmm? Hmm all of whom have the corresponding object of love as Krishna as the as the as the Kumar, hmm? Krishna as the Poganda, hmm? childhood boyhood, and Kishore, adolescence. So tonight we'll go to the center of the Sakirasa center <laughs> of those chapters, which is the fifteenth chapter. It's um um 
in my book, book I'm writing uh, on this topic of fraternal love, I've written four separate chapters, four and a half chapters, on drawn from this one chapter. So uh, we, we were talking last night about how the Prakat Leela itself, in one sense properly understood, is not per se the historical, if you will, uh, Krishna, that you can gather some archaeological, uh, historical, literary evidence as to um, his earthly presence, but rather the reflections upon that on the part of Vyasadeva, Samadhinanusmara, Tadvicheshtitam, under the direction of Nard, hmm, he went into Samadhi. So Bhagavatam is the Samadhi Bhasha. It's not written in Sanskrit, but in the language of Samadhi, which means he's trying to express his Samadhi. So his reflections on um, Krishna Leela and within that meditation then in that realm then we don't have any problem with all the miracles that <laughs> they can all occur there very easily just like in the physical realm it's difficult to do some things if I asked you to take everything in this room outside one of you in one trip what would you say I can do it in my mind if I try Physically, it would be possible, right? But the mind is bigger. There are more possibilities in the, in, in the, in the mental world. As Prabhupada used to say, well, in the physical world, the objective world, you can have gold and you can have a mountain, but you can't have a golden mountain. <laughs> right? But in the men, world of the mind, you can. So it's, it's bigger, more expansive. Intellect becomes more expansive in another way. And of course, the Atma is trying to bust out of all of those things. It's bigger than, smaller than the tip of a hair, but bigger, bigger in capacity than all of this inert stuff. Mind, senses, body, mind, intellect, burbuha, swa. So, so that uh, the Bhagavatam there we find, in a sense, the full idea of the Prakat Leela. And it, if you don't take birth in the Prakat Leela, which is thought to be the normal course, you can do as well by entering into the pages of the Bhagavatam. Now, we emphasize that. You still live in the text. And some of you may have thought, well, I kind of read the Bhagavatam. I've heard the stories before, and it's not that easy to live there, and so forth. Therefore, it's very important to note that when we emphasize that, that uh, along with it, we have to emphasize the other Bhagwat. So we have two Bhagwats, right? The book Bhagwat and the devotee Bhagwat, the person Bhagwat. In his um, second of two uh, Namaskar verses, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sri Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, Mahashai, he uh, informs us, commenting on the second verse, Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gododai Pushpabandhu Chitro Among other things, he has a fairly extensive commentary, and then among other things he says, and that, um, uh, 
giving, that dough, hmm, that giving of prem hmm, that he gives, there's a, there's a way, there's a medium through which it's given. Gornatai. The verse, of course, says, Bandeshi Krishna Chaitanya. Nityananda Saha Odito. Together, the two. Rising like Pushpabanto Chitra. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. He's saying their appearance in the world as if the sun and the moon were rising at the same time. Hmm? He's trying to give us some idea that so that we won't blink and pay attention. Something extraordinary has, has, has happened. And, and although we weren't there, and um, when we read the Chaitanya Bhagavat, we can feel Vrindavan Das Thakur's real feeling that he missed it by, a, by half a generation. <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, anyway. Oh. oh. Those are the real, the real wealth of such books, where the authors are just they can't help but express their hearts there. It's just the writing about it, and their feelings just surface. And we and 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 what what does Rupa Goswami say? Upadeshamrita. What is the verse? Dadati patigrinati. Guhyam akyati, guhyam akyati prachiti, to share their hearts. Hmm. Such a, we, we, we find it in Chaitanya Charitamrita also when Krishna's Gaviras is speaking about Nityananda Prabhu. And he's kind of like writing and he, he's looking, is anyone listening? Oh, is anyone read? I'm, gonna, I'm being forced, driven hmm, beyond my ability to control it to say something here about his grace, how he happened to come into my life in a special way. And, the result of which, of course, he went. He he was sent by Nityananda to Vrindavan and and blessed to write um, Chaitanya Charitamrita. As Vrindavan does, was says he was blessed from within the heart. Nityananda Prabhu told him to write this book. Hmm? So, in, anyway, in Krishnadas's book, Chaitanya Charitamrita, when writing about this is one of his Namaskar verses, two of them to Gornatai, the, the, the principal deity, the presiding deities of his book, if you will. The Samasti Gurus of the Sampradaya. They're the, they're the macrocosmic manifestation of Guru Tattva. And thereafter, in succession, in so many streams, paribars, hmm, of Gaudiya, the dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavas, and we have microcosmic manifestations of Guru Tattva. The small guru is the big guru. <laughs> we may think, why I should get the small guru? I'll go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. I'll be a disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. Pujapachita Marsh once gave an example. If you take a telescope and you want to look at the stars, and you see on the one end there's a big lens, and the other end is a small end, why should I look to the small one? I look through the big lens. <laughs> you just get a headache then. Right? You look through the small one, then bigger one, bigger, 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 bigger. And then you see the moon. Hmm. And all that's going on there, all the rasa there <laughs> in the moon. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, he says, he wants us to pay attention. Imagine he's trying to say, if the sun and the moon appeared at the same time, that they came like this together. Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodita Godadai Pushpabantu Chitro Chitro Samdo Tamonudo Samdo Tamonudo Tamonudo, they got rid of the negative and Samdo they gave Praying Praying Dharma Projita Kaitabotra Paramonir Matsaranam Satam Kaitaba They did away with that It all uh, religion or spiritual, if you will, orientation based on getting something. Hmm? Dharma, the kama, moksha. Rejecting that and giving prem. So that's what he says. And then he says, how they gave that prem. Hmm? Right? So we need to read his commentary on his, his own verse. And he says, they gave it through two Bhagavatas. This is their way. Hmm. Through the Grantaraj, hmm. the Paramahamsa Samhitam, Srimad Bhagavatam Amalam, Amalam, Amalam Puranam, Yad Vaishnavanam Priyam. Hmm. The great Srimad Bhagavatam, through that, and the person Bhagavatam, hmm. who's living in the Bhagavatam. Hmm. There was a time, fortunately, it didn't last too long after the departure of Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaj from the world, that um, I suppose well-intended uh, and feeling his absence, but lacking keen spiritual insight and scriptural understanding, some of my God-brothers and God-sisters came to the interesting conclusion that, well, Prabhupada is gone, but his books are here, and he's in his books, so there's two Bhagavatas. Prabhupada is the person Bhagavatam, and then his book is the Bhagavatam, so person's not here, but we got the book, so all we need is the book. We don't need any more of these gurus and... (laughs) Uh, it was the thinking. Hmm. But this is not what uh, Krishnadas has said. Hmm. And you could say, well, they had the Prabhupada and then they had the. Well, yes, you know, I guess you could say, if you can find him there, hmm, that's not so easy. Hmm. The, the Shastra, the Bhagavatam, is a text, Pujapachita must described as a passive agent of divinity and the guru or the sadhu as an active agent. In other words, the book can't ask you when you're reading, so did you understand? And it's not an easy book to read. So we're recommending that you live in the Bhagavatam, but it's not that easy to read. Its language is, is, is not even a spoken language anymore, for the most part, Sanskrit. And it's a complicated language. And um, it's poetic, and it's voluminous. We talked a little bit about different elements that are in the Bhagavatam that that are less essential than others, and how to sort all this out, and so forth. Hmm? Um, So so the person Bhagavatam, hmm? 
that will be essential in order to help us live within the Bhagavad and draw from it hmm? continually, hmm? draw from the fountain. Hmm? I mean, the Bhagavatam itself is, 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 is like an outline, and all the Goswami's texts are drawing from the Bhagavatam. That's the center, the core. Hmm? And, and the flow of the Leela, hmm? in their Leela Grantas, for example, it's all based on the Bhagavatam. But you're finding things that, well, that's not written in the text of the Bhagavatam. It's there. <laughs> it's there, but you couldn't find it. Is there, you tell me, is there ghee in milk? <laughs> there is, but can you find it? There's a way to find that. It's there. The average person doesn't even know what ghee is, right? <laughs> Right. But, it, but it's there. You have to turn it into butter and turn the butter into ghee. And therefore, that's an important point, of course, for us because, well, we, we, we'll get to that. We're going to describe Krishna, the cow herder, and his extraordinary qualities and symptoms, characteristics, and bodily markings, and so on and so forth. Peculiar markings of an avatar and a Mahapurusha. What's peculiar about them? They're appearing in and a mere cowherd? Hmm? It doesn't register as much with us, but <laughs> in India, a cowherd is, is, is not, you know, where you would, in their midst, where you would think a saintly, divine person, a divinity, an avatar, would necessarily appear, right? I mean, Ram, it makes little sense. You know, he was, there he was, he was a, he was a prince, a king. Hmm so forth. Buddha was a son of a, son of a king also. But don't think that the cowherds are lowly. No, we should not think. Because they are taking care of the cows. And in the cows, from the cows we get milk, and from the milk we get ghee, and then we make, and from there the sacrifice comes. So he is Yajyabuk. He is the same. He is the same person that Brahma's worshiping in Brahmaloka, Yajabuk, who you open the door, offer something, close it. He goes to sleep, open it, offer something, hope he accepted it. And in Brahma Mohanlila, Brahma sees him eating with his left hand. And is, is that the? How can that be the Yajabuk? <laughs> he tries to put it together. So. So, to understand the Bhagavat, to live in that, we need good, good association, Sadhu Sangha. Hmm. So, um, someone might say, for example, I have begun by saying we're, we're going to talk from this 15th chapter, and that I've, in the book I'm writing, I've written four chapters from this chapter. Hmm. So I have been asked, well, where'd you get that information? Hmm. Where'd you get that? Uh, somebody said, you must have studied the commentary. I said, of course. <laughs> well, it goes without saying, right? It goes without saying. We take the commentaries. Uh, and um, and in, in, in who has the interest in the subject to do that, to pour over and something and so forth, might it might speak to such a to him or her 
This is the nature of such uh, um, literary work. Hmm? When when Jayadeva Goswami wrote in Gita Govinda, what is the verse? And Krishna bows to touch the feet of Radha. And then he, did I say that? <laughs> He's, did I actually say that? I've written that there? But it was indelible, it couldn't be erased. Or <laughs> something like that. So we should, we should expect that. The purport is more important than the verse. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada once said about his Gita, he said, I think, you know, I forget who he mentioned, he mentioned it to Pradyumna. Somebody, take somebody else's translation, use that, and then let's get on with it here, and, take, and then add my purports. And then he said, Well, no, Prabhupada, that would be plagiarism. And Prabhupada said, What do you mean? It's Krishna's words. <laughs> what do you, of course, they don't have, Indian writers and sadhus don't have the same sensibilities about modern journalism and uh, authorship and so forth as, as we do. Uh, but, <laughs> but the point was well taken on his part. And his main emphasis was the purport's more important than the verse. What, how the verse makes me feel. Hmm? And if on top of that I or he or whomever or she has good character. Hmm? Good character, and then the, the, the if how the verse, the text, the chapter makes them feel that 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 is real. What, what we want, right? Huyamakatipachiti hmm? to share the feelings. So, so there's a lot anyway in this chapter. I certainly haven't ex- ex- exhausted it. its um, its uh, mind all the jewels there. But it's a very rich uh, section. So as I say, it is the center of the Sakyarasa center. And we'll see why as we proceed here. Forgive me for the long introduction to this. And yeah, we come to the first verse, right? Tatascha ganda Vyashito Raje. Bahubatusto Pashupalasamato Kascharayanto. Sakibi I'm gonna if we get through it, I'm gonna go through the first three verses. Hmm? Which is the introduction to the chapter. That's followed by six verses that constitute a eulogy on the part of Krishna, a eulogy of, of his older brother, Balaram. Hmm? That's spoken in Hasiras. Which is the, which is the best friend of Sakiras? Hasiras means the comedic rasa, joke telling. So there's a eulogy of Balaram that follows these first three verses, just to go th- give an outline of the of the chapter. And uh, the humor is, is is very subtle on the part of Krishna and very deep. He speaks there with some. Um, Vyanjana, like implied meaning, saying one thing but meaning something else at the same time. Two different things on two different levels. So to draw that out, we say we have to pay attention, right? From there, 
there's the there's a there's a brief description of the general activities of the Pogondalila. This chapter is an overview of the Pogondalila beginning. That means Krishna's boyhood, from childhood to boyhood, and a general overview of this Poganda culminating in Kishore. Vyasandi, the beginning, the 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 sun, the 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 junction between Poganda boyhood and Kishore adolescence. The end of the chapter, Krishna is coming into his adolescence, and this is brought out for the first time in the Bhagavatam. Another very beautiful section. So we have the introductory verses, the eulogy of Balaram, the description of the general activities of of Poganda which carries us into the actual slaying of Denikasura that the chapter is named after. Hmm. Slaying of Denikasura. Hmm. And then, uh, coming out on the other end, the, be- the chapter begins going into the forest with the cows and ending coming back. Right? It doesn't constitute a description of one particular day, hmm. but just the feelings of Sugadev about Poganda in general, and and entering into Kishore. In fact, at the end of the chapter, and we'll get to this on another day, hopefully, when the uh, uh, the description of Krishna, in just a couple of verses, his Kishore is coming out. We find the first example of Purvarag in Bhagavatam. It means feelings of separation between Krishna and the gopis as a result of feeling love for one another, but not for the first time, not being able to express it. And in that, right in that section, Sugadev Goswami, in the context of his kirtan, which is his, his means, right, of the different angas of bhakti, Rupa Goswami gives examples of different persons who, by focusing on one particular anga, became perfect, became siddhas. So, uh, Parikshit Maharaj, by shravanam, right, hearing. Who became perfect by kirtan? Right, Sugadev. So this is the Purana type of Puranic narr- narr- narration. Hmm? Of course, it's the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavat Purana, hmm? Amala Purana. So, uh, so at, right at the end of this chapter, he enters into Swarup Siddhi, hmm? in Gopi Bhav. Sukadeva Goswami. So this is a very exciting uh, chapter. And then after that, there are some introductory verses to the next chapter, which is, of course, the uh, chastisement of Kaliya, which also occurs during Poganda. Why it came afterwards, why he spoke it, and, and tried to like say it a few words and, and, and put a lid on it and not continue with that, that's a whole other interesting explanation. We'll have, we'll have to come to, of course in the course of the year here <laughs> as we go on with our, our discussions. But here, today, the first, now we've heard at least the Sanskrit of it, uh, verse of three introductory verses to this important, interesting, significant chapter. Tataschapoganda by Ashri Tobajay. So, so after that, tatas means now what we've heard just prior to this is a very extensive discussion of the last part 
we can say the Sesh Kumar, the last phase of Krishna's Kumar Leela, childhood Leela, in which he has become, in that phase, a calf herder. Not a cow herder, but a calf herder, which means he can go out with the calves only so far and come back not too late. He's not, not uh, yet uh, been uh, blessed and given permission to herd the big cows, <laughs> right? And, um, of course, uh, in the Brahmavimohan Leela, where this calf herding begins then, we, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday, it's very significant from the point of view of Tattva. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, this, this uh, Pariva Sutra of the Bhagavatam is played out in the Leela narrative. And Brahma sees it, that Krishna is the source of everything, of all of Narayan and all the worlds and so on and so forth. Hmm. So after that, hmm, Tatas, as in that chapter ends like, what more could be said? <laughs> There's more. So Tatas, after that, now the, it, means, it means also, the, with this word, it means the end of the the the, 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 the excuse me the Kumar Leela. Hmm? Hmm? So Tatascha Poganda, Baya Poganda Baya, the age of Poganda of boyhood, Shito hmm? Braje was attained in Braj. Braje means in Braj. Significance of this here is that, um, interestingly, hmm, that Poganda, the childhood. Uh, age of Krishna, which is when he begins wearing a peacock feather, for example. Hmm? It's, a, it's a very interesting, we'll go into it a little bit, age, but it only occurs in Braj. Hmm? So in Braj, Pogonda Braje, Srito. Pogonda Bhaya, what is it? Srito Braje. In Braji attained. In Braji attained, it means, in, in, so this is a speciality of the Pogonda age. Of course, we can say it's a speciality of the Kumari age also, of Krishna. It only occurs in Braj. Kishore, which is special, even more so in some respects, hmm? but it's also found in Mathura, it's also found in Dwarka, because Krishna never ages beyond the Kishore. Hmm? So, the, so, the, so uh, the, the, the poganda is a specialty of Braj. And yes, Kumar is also, but the excellences of the Kumar age are also found in his Kishore age, or excuse me, in his poganda age. And in the middle of his poganda age, here's the beginning, but in the middle of it, hmm, some Kishore sensibilities also start to manifest. So a case can be made from from the heart of Sakyabhav for the excellence of the Poganda Poganda age, right? and it's, although all three of these ages are udipanas or excitants, excitants for for Sakyarasa. Excitants means like um, like Pancharakta. He loves his daughter. Nila, right? Always. Hmm. But if she's gone for a long time and then he comes home and he sees her shoes at the south side of the door, then that love soils to his heart. Hmm. Oh, 
she's here. <laughs> she came back. So the shoes are the Udipanavi Bhav. If that combined with other bhavas, of course, causes the, the ocean of his stai bhav, in this, in this example, love for his daughter, to rise up and become rasa, what's all the rasa in this case, the idea. So, just a brief description of what is an udipana vibhav. So, there are many of them. And for sakya rasa, and there are different ones for Bhattalya Rasa and Madhurya Rasa and so on and so forth. And some overlapping and whatnot. But all three ages. Because, again, in the Kumar age, the last part at least, he's a calf herder. So what is Poganda? Poganda means is that that period in one's life when one's center of love is shifting from the parent's to the friends. And confidence now is with the friends, not with the parents. We have to hide some things from them at that, at that stage. So, and the parents, what's going on with them? What are they up to? At least Krishna has nice friends. At least he's found some nice friends to hang out with. He's got Rishabhana Raj's son, Sridham, is his closest mate. He has good character, and so on. So, so in the last part of his Kishore, he's, he, or excuse me, of his Kumar, the Sage Kumar, when he's herding calves, he's starting to meet his friends, right? And gather together with them, and they have their own adventures and, and so on and so forth. And of course, as he moves a little further into, in, into Poganda itself, and in, in, in through the first part of Poganda, the middle of Poganda, well, he's getting to know his friends really well, pretty well, real well. So he knows their sisters too. <laughs> he's heard about them, he's seen them, he's thought about them, he's mentioned them, he's talked about them. And some of his friends got an ear for that. His most intimate friends, his Narmasakas. Here in this chapter, 15th chapter, hidden in here, of course, comes out that there are divisions within Sakirasa. Hmm? Of course, we 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 pr- prostrate ourselves at the lotus feet of Rupa Goswami, who's brought this out so beautifully in Bhakti Rasamri to Sindhu. Hmm? What he's given there about all the rasas, hmm? right? Four divisions. We'll, we'll get into that maybe as it comes up. In, the next discussion. Hmm. Uh, but those narmasakas, they, they have an ear for some sympathy. They're sympathetic for Krishna's romanticism and want to assist him in that. So he knows their sisters. and So, that, so there's a touch of Kishore, as I said, and in the middle of his, his, his Poganda. But the Poganda, Poganda again, is a, is a, is a shift of from one's center of affection, from the parents to the friends. And there's a kind of confidence there amongst friends that you won't find between parents and children. Some of the kids, they think, we just can't tell them, you know. We can't talk to dad about that, you know. That's and the parents think in their age, we can't tell him that. We can't answer that question. 
You shouldn't have even asked that one. The stork came, you know, and dropped you off here. <laughs> so there's not this, 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 this is one of the unique qualities of Sakyarasa, the, the, the equality. Hmm? When Rupa Goswami ends his section on Sakyarasa, he says, and, and that's why they say, this is the best. Because how he feels and how I feel, two friends, how Krishna and his friend feel, or how, as it comes in this verse, we'll see how Krishna and Balaram feel about one another. They both feel the same way about each other. It's equal. It's not equal how the mother feels towards the child, the child feels towards, towards the mother, or in Dasiras, how the servant feels towards the master. There, there's their difference. So there's a greater, the argument from the Sakya perspective is this is the best because the, the, the union is more complete. We feel the same way. This is a predominant characteristic of this particular uh, bhava. And it comes out here in the text, but I'm explaining it, getting a little ahead of myself, in the context of speaking about poganda, right? The boyhood, the shifting of the center of affection from parents to friends and all the implications of it. This is such a beautiful thing, you see, that what, what, what we've given, been given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's nowhere you can find this, where you can talk about God hmm, in such a way that you can bond with him with all of your human emotions, in other words, you can, you can make a common bond. Yeah, we know what that's like, kind of. We, 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 we've got some, you know, like if you take Christ, you can think, you can connect with him emotionally out of guilt. And that's a human emotion. Ooh, I'm guilty. We feel guilty. He died on the cross. Of course, we weren't there for that. Thing. We, maybe we would have stood up, and, but uh, Judas didn't do that. Um, so there was a movie. I didn't see it, but I heard about it and read some of the reviews by Mel Gibson about the, the Jesus Passion. Passion of Christ or something like that. And and it was like really like he died for you. Don't you think you know you should feel a little guilty? For not, you know, loving him, and yeah, maybe so. I mean, it's a big thing what he, what he did. But my point only is that reminds me of a story. I was once in the Denver airport, and I was distributing Prabhupada's books, and I handed the Bhagavatam to a, a fellow, and he took the books, a nice nice guy, and he said, he said, I really appreciate what you're doing, but I don't need your book. And I said, why is that? He said, this is a religious book, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, because in my religion, he said, we know about the emotional life of God. I knew I had him then, you know. <laughs> and I said, really? I said, I said, that's very interesting. And what do you know? He had a son. God has a son. He sent his son. He was talking about it in a nice way. I appreciated it. He sent his son to deliver us and so so, you know, you have your son and you send him off. This is his emotional life. He wants to save the people. He sends his son. He has him die on the cross, you know. And how he feels towards his son, I guess he was thinking about that. And I said, well, that's fascinating. I said, did you know he has a wife? And a few lovers? Friends? Parents? All here. <laughs> here it is, the emotional life of God. You know, 
uh, uh, 2.0, you know. <laughs> Here it is. He took the book, actually. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that, it's, that, we, that we hear the Leela narrative of the Bhagavatam, the discourse of this and so forth, and, the, and then when we hear his humanness, Krishna's humanness, hmm? and we, we're hearing about moving from Kumar to Pogandi, and we can, we can understand it, right? And we, we, then we bond with him. Hmm? This is very powerful. We're emotional beings, right? Hmm? So, and of course, we, we want to transcend our material emotions and, and, and acquire trans-psychological emotions, bhava, and so forth. But what a beautiful way you know, to, to do so, at least in the beginning sense. Our human experience, emotionally, psychologically, enables us to really connect with Krishna. Once Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj questioned the name of the deities in London, in Prabhupada's temple, Radha London Ishwar. He said, what's London Ishwar? I mean, this is, you know, it's Krishna, you know. Good reason, he had, you know, to question this. It's kind of odd, yeah. right? Krishna's Brajendra Nanda, and, you know, he's, he's not even the Ishwar of anybody, right? He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, touching the feet of Radha, to go back to that, you know. London Ishwar. Uh, but I thought, you know, yes, it, Prabhupada named him London Ishwar, and all the London, for, that all the London people could feel, he's ours. He's ours. He belongs to us. Hmm. Which is the, the, the Swarup Lakshan of Prem. The primary characteristic of Prem is minus, M-Y-N-E-S-S, mine. He possesses it. He's ours. Hmm. We, 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 emotionally, he's part of us. This is the brudge, Leela. He's ours. Other people see him in a different way. Some sage comes here and art and falls over and bows down to him. Brahma comes and offers prayers through all four of his mouths and so forth. Weird. <laughs> you know, they, they, they see him differently. He's just one of us. Especially this comes out, of course, in Sakuras. He, we're equals. Hmm. We're equals. Hmm. So, <laughs> so in Braj, the Poganda, very special um, age, hmm. and and of course at this at this point, Rupa Goswami brings out, um, I think, the seventeen qualities of Krishna. There's sixty-four qualities of Krishna that are described in. In um, Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, in um, in Sandarbha's Jiva Goswami elaborates on those even more. So I mean, it's, it's uh, he has unlimited good qualities, obviously. But uh, Rupa Goswami has highlighted sixty-four of them. And one of the things that he's done for his discourse on Sakiras that he hasn't done for the other rasas, which he also goes goes through, hmm? and uh, this. Uh, explains, if you will, uh, is that he has brought out, uh, highlighted 17 qualities of Krishna that, that pertain to those in Sakiras. In other words, the qualities of Krishna that will stand out to someone who's, who is uh, moved by this sentiment. Hmm? 
That means that in different sentiments, Madhurya Ras, Vatsali Ras, you're going to see Krishna a little differently. All the qualities are there, but certain ones are going to stand out for you. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So, in asakti, one becomes attached in this stage of bhakti asakti, attached to the object of love that arises out of the ruchi, it comes prior. Hmm. That ruchi means a specific taste, and then the object's going to appear in a, in a particular way. Hmm. Krishna is Pogondalila, or his Gorge Kishorli, the Kumarlila, and so on and so forth. So, so, um, in, and interestingly, relative to the to the discussion about Pogonda, these qualities are practically they they all come into place in Pogonda. They carry over some of them and extend into Kishore as well. Hmm. For example, we go through a few of them here. He says what. Um, Suvesha sara salakshan lakshito balinabara vivid adbuta vabaduk so on these qualities suvesha so suvesha means he's a meticulous dresser so in his kumar leela krishna doesn't care what he wears He's not thinking about it, and his mother dresses him, tells him he should wear this, he shouldn't wear that, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid getting a sweater for Christmas, and I hadn't quite entered into Pogonda yet, and it was a real disappointment. <laughs> a sweater? <laughs> yeah. So, so at that age, you're not concerned what you look like, right? There's mirrors don't count, right? In that in the Kumar, you're feeling things, you know. In Pogonda, the mind and intelligence start to, starts to become you start to think about things a little bit more, like what I look like, and and so on and so forth. So in Pogonda, Suvesha, he starts to dress himself. No. He says to his mother, no, no, I'll dress myself. So he'll dress himself and come out and then they'll, they'll check him out, Mother Yasoda, Nanda Maharaj, and how he's decorated himself. Of course, in, in Aprakat Leela, when Krishna, he has servants in the family who, who, who dress him, and he's like dressed several times a day. <laughs> but when he goes for cow herding, just at the end of the, uh, you know, after breakfast and little rest and so forth, then then his narmasakas will come and dress him for, for, for cow herding. He has three different basic uh, types of attire. He has a two-piece set with his lower cloth and a, and a shutter, and that's primarily how he dresses for cow herding. It's, it's a rustic look, if you will. And then he has the four-piece, where he wears a, a, a lower cloth, Upper cloth might even include a vest, uh, turban, and a shawl hmm? for more formal occasions, like in the evening, coming for the evening entertainment, and so forth. And then he has a, another artistic um, uh, dress that uh, is e- e- even more uh, elaborate for different occasions. Hmm? Um, 
we find in his Pogondalila, which in which the slaying or the chastising Kali is also found, that when he stood on the head of Kaliya, he straightened his clothes out. And <laughs> this is a prophet I think uses as an example of that he's a meticulous dresser. And his friends are they're all appreciating that. They like that. They think that's cool. <laughs> and as I said, his Narmasaka is addressing him amongst the amongst the Sakas on that at that time they, they before he goes cowherding, they're addressing him every morning. Hmm. So, another quality, another example. This is this means he has auspicious bodily characteristics. Hmm. It's mentioned here in the verse also, hmm. that he, he's in Braj, he's entered into the Poganda age, and he is leaving, beautifying Vrindavan with his footprints. The implication is that prior to his Poganda, he didn't weigh enough to make much of an imprint. Or, or, and, his feet were so small that the distinguishing characteristics on the bottom of his feet the Sarvasala Lakshanvita is, means auspicious bodily qualities, and they're divided into two things his feet and the markings on them, and other parts of his body. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, so, on his feet, his feet are small, so that all these distinct lines have not <coughs> developed enough with the growth of his feet to make imprints. Hmm? And of course, when he goes cow herding, this is this is this is now in the Pogandalila, he begins to herd cows instead of calves, right? Which takes us of course to the Gopastami. There's a whole chapter, right? Uh, coming out. Uh, that's the story we should tell for the kids, but now they're gone. <laughs> Sorry about that. So uh, herding point is he won't wear shoes because the cows don't wear shoes. And this is the part of the herdsman's perspective. They have to be like them hmm? as much as possible. Hmm? Bond with them so he doesn't wear shoes, so he leaves his footprints. Everywhere. And the footprints, they stay. They, in spite of the fact that there's thousands of cows, they move around them. Hmm? That's how Balram followed the footprints when he led all the, everybody from the Kalili, because he, he was at home. Krishna skipped out and chastised Kali. It got caught in the coils, and there were earthquakes and tremors and meteors and inauspicious signs, and everyone turned to Ram. What to do? And he just smiled. Sukadev thought, Why are you smiling in the Bhagavatam? Of course, there are different reasons for that. But anyway, he took everybody following the footprints. How the footprints could be there? Because the cows walked around them. But the forest covers them over when need be. Hmm? What is that art that you teach? Tracking. Yeah. What's it called? Leave no trails. Leave no trace. So when does he leave no trace? When does the forest, which is alive in service to Krishna, cover the footprints? When he goes to Chandravali's kunja, they better cover those up. <laughs> now we go, 
in the direction of Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? Right? These different uh, auspicious bodily characteristics, of course, they're very well known to the cowherds. His footprints, they're seeing him every day. They massage his feet and so forth, his body. And, 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 they, and they're very extraordinary. I mean, there's, uh, it's the, the, this idea of the auspicious bodily characteristics that mark a, like a Mahapurusha has, coming out of Hinduism, has extended into Jainism and also into Buddhism. In Buddhism, they have the idea that for each quality, auspicious bodily characteristics, this is physiognomy, right? Um, for each auspicious bodily characteristic, in order to have it, you have to have done a hundred meritous works in the previous life and had a hundred meritous thoughts before performing that act for each each characteristic. Hmm? Hmm. And so for them to appear, all of them, hmm, in a cowherd is very peculiar. We mentioned this this, this earlier. Hmm? But he has such bodily characteristics. And, just, and, and these are all, again, the footprints are a good example, coming out largely in his Poganda Leela. Hmm? So, among the qualities that Jiva Rupa Goswami has highlighted, hmm, there well, a few others, Balinambara, Bhiviradbhuta, Bhajadit, Babaduk, Balinambara, his strength. So who sees his strength? Hmm? Very closely tied as is Hasyaras to Sakyaras is um, what is it called? Yudavira. Yudavira and Hasyaras they're secondary Rasas. So they have the power at times to take precedence over the primary Rasa which recedes to the background. Hmm? So Yudavira is, is, is like play fighting amongst friends. Mock fighting, wrestling, so on and so forth. So this is very um, um, particular, right? To to uh, Sakiras. So the strength of Krishna, Balinambara, strong amongst the best of the strong, and he they 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 witness. You know, we may wonder. You know, Krishna killed this demon, that demon. These stories are a little fantastic. Hmm? Don't think like that. That's Vatsalya Rasa. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> they think must be exaggeration. How is it possible? How is it possible? Hmm? They're the cowards, they're witnessing them all, right? This is special, special in the Prakat Leela for them. Yeah. Of course, they don't think that much of it hmm? because they think, and they're right, they could have done the same thing. Hmm? Who are these? Are special people? Hmm? Uh, just to give an example, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, when Gopu Kumar, in his trajectory towards Narmasakabhav himself, he gets waylaid in Vaikuntha, hmm? and before he meets Narayan, he meets other devotees of Narayan with Swarup, Sarupya Mukti. They have forms like Narayan. They're like he, he, he's never seen anyone like that. Hmm? And he's awed. He thinks this must be Narayan. Oh no no no! Narayan's over. And he's got the Sri on him, and he's got a 
couple of markings only that, that distinguish him from everybody else. Just in a, a way of making the point here, but it's to, to a greater extent. The equality be, that is sensed amongst the friends of Krishna with him, and they're right. They could have killed the demons, but Leela Shakti doesn't allow that to happen so that, so that we can know the speciality of Krishna. <laughs> and he mentioned here what? That Vidvaradbhuta, Bhajabit, he speaks all kinds of languages. They have the experience of this, right? He speaks to the, to the animals in their own native, native language. So, uh, this is common in the, in, in the forest. And then his speech is very eloquent also. So, the, 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 these qualities, for example, his speech, is obviously something that's not relative to, to Kumar. In Kumar, it's, you don't even get out a straight you know, sentence. Oh, he said, you know, he said Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, say it again, say it. Krishna. <laughs> right. But in Poganda then, not only not only speaking, but when it really starts to come on, and this is very beautiful for the parents, of course, he, he says something profound. He starts to talk like an adult. How charming. He has an opinion. Whoa, whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, the point here only in brief is that, uh, if you will, that these uh, the qualities that Rupa Goswami has highlighted hmm, that are particularly uh, serve as udipanas for Sakyarasa, among other udipanas, are all uh, largely arising in Kishore, excuse me, in Poganda, and they extend some of them also, of course, into Kishore. So, so anyway, Poganda. I'll say. Let me let me just uh, read something from Jiva Goswami to conclude this section here on uh, that I like very much on Poganda. He says in Gopal Champu, as Krishna and Balaram reached Poganda, their intelligence increased. The luster of their black and white complexions defeated that of their Kumar period. Their chests expanded, their eyes elongated toward their ears and their limbs also became longer. Their hairdos and manner of dressing became more elaborate. They became skillful at learning new varieties of play, and their overall affection increased. So soft is their boyhood as it first emerges. I feel a great longing to see them in this way. Shijivalaswami Prabhupada it's worth noting, a footnote, that Jiva Goswami, of course, is steeped in Manjari Bhav, the excellence of Madhurya Rasa, a particular type of Madhurya Rasa that's very central to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But as a youth growing up, he worshipped Krishna and Balaram deities. So you can find more than any, amongst any other of the seminal and founding acharyas of the Sampradaya in Manjari Bhav, in who are in Manjari Bhav, in, in Jiva Goswami, he expresses <laughs> here and there some, spe- some special feeling for, for Krishna and Balaram and their, their coward pastimes. Indeed, he goes a little far in, Pre- in Preeti Sandarbhi, he says, and the gopis of Braj, their Madhurya is mixed with Sakya. He gives no explanation. <laughs> That's quite a big subject in 
So, Poganda. Tatascha Poganda, Vayashri Tovaje, and Bahubatasto, Pashu, Parlasamato. He says, Bahubatasto. So, this is in the plural, so he's speaking about Krishna and Balaram, both. And so it's significant because in Poganda, as Krishna comes to Poganda, then the prominence of Balaram starts to come out. Prior to that, it's he's the elder brother. Yasoda is always pressing her Vatsalya on him. You should protect him. You should protect him. You're the older brother. You're the guru of the family. When Nanda's not here, you should take care of him. She's like fostering this Vatsalya Bhava. Of course, he has Vatsalya in some of his in his emotional composition. He is an example of Balaram Sankul Bhav. In other words, he's in Sakirasa, but it's packaged together with Dasya and, and Vatsalya. So sometimes he to a lesser degree, he'll experience some dasya, some vatsalya, but primarily he's defined by his sakyabhav. But she presses on that vatsalya component of his sankulbhav, and and when it comes to Boganda, it, it, it starts to make sense. Now Krishna's going to go cow herding, and who's going to take care of him? Who's the older one here? And so forth. So also what's being said here is by uh, Sukadeva Goswami is using the plural in describing the two of them. He's, he's, he, he wants to say that the two of them are equal. And in, in the following section, when Krishna gives the eulogy of Balaram, this very much comes out. They're equal in tattva, hmm? but they're also equal, interestingly, in emotion, as I said earlier, in Sakirasa. They have equal emotion for one another. They're emotionally equal, and they're philosophically, if you will, in terms of tattva, they're equal. At the same time, of course, they're emotionally different. But only if we look at it through the lens of Madhurya Rasa. Then we find some emotional, in Sakya, from, the, from the vantage point of Sakya only, they're equal, emotionally and in, and in, 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 in tattva, in bhava and in tattva. But through the lens of Madhurya, which some of the Sakyas, Sakas have influence of on their bhav, the Narma Sakas, then his the emotional difference, his romanticism. Yes, Balaram grows up, he has gopis also of his own, but they're not the center of his life. Don't think like that. The center of Balaram's life is his friendship with Krishna. His romanticism with gopis is a secondary thing only. If we look at Balaram through the lens of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Ragmarg, that is his Sakyabhav. His Gopibhav, that is Mariada. There's no parakya for Balaram. Yes. He danced with the gopis at uh, at Ramgat, chastised the Jamuna and so forth. But he did it at the request of Krishna. Then, then further pressed by Radha and further then authorized by Nanda Maharaj. When Krishna sent Balaram to, to Vrindavan to, to minister to the his devotees there and reassure them that he was coming. He said, and by the way, when you're there, 
marry those gopis who had a crush on you during the holy leela. Remember them? You should, you should marry them. Yeah, yeah, all right. So when he arrived there, then he meets with the different devotees. Ultimately, he meets with the gopis, Krishna's gopis. He ministers to them. They're pacified to some extent, much more than Uddhava could pacify them. Uddhava, what are you talking about? Uddhava was sent to pacify them, ostensibly, but actually he was sent, as we discussed a little bit last night, he was sent to find out where life picks up and scripture leaves off, beyond the Upanishads. What does Jiva Goswami say? Shottam api Upanishadam dure harikatamrita. Those sounds of the Upanishads. Tattvam asi ahambarmasmi neti neti. Jiva Goswami says, they're like jewels that have light, but all their light, properly understood, is shining on one sound made of two syllables. What is that sound? Krishna, Krishna. Nikilashuti apiratnamolyam from Namastakam. But Jiva Goswami says this in Bhakti Sandarbha, Shotam apiupanishadam dure harikatamrita. The light that you can get from the Upanishadic sounds, dure harikatamrita, is very far from where you can get through Harikata, Kampashu, Pulakaleya, all these Sattvikabhavas, all these trans... It's a world of ecstasy, a world of bhavas, hmm? not, a, not a world of peace. You get that from the Upanishads. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. We want peace, and what else? Love. love. <laughs> peace and love. Right? We want both, not just peace. Right? <laughs> so, Balaram, this is an, a feature of the Pogandalila. He comes to prominence, and of course, in this chapter, it'll really come out. There's a eulogy of Krishna glorifying Balaram in the forest, and then it's followed by the by the the Leela that very much um, stays with Balaram throughout. In other words, he uh, liberates the tall fruits from Denukasura. Hmm? The tall fruit, of course. Is 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 a is a particular palm, and that that fruit, if left for a couple of days, will turn um, alcoholic. Hmm? <laughs> I get the, the name of it, the Latin name for that. Hmm? And Balaram has a little bit of a pension for that. And you know, this as I said, this this this, this Leela very much characterizes him because even in his mature Leela, then the Dwarka Leela, the Dwarka Leela becomes a prince along with Krishna. He has a chariot. He has a flag. What's on the flag? That tall palm. <laughs> so it's a very, de- it's a very defining uh, leela for Balaram. It, it, of course, you, we're not going to go into that. That's, that's another chapter to bring out of the out of this chapter, right? It's the center part of the chapter in one sense. The, the slaying of of Dainikasur and and the cowards pushing on the. The ego of Balaram, you're the elder brother. We haven't seen it yet. Krishna's killed so many demons. So what have you done? And Mother Yasoda says, Krishna should be cared for by you. Ram, Rama, Mahabaho. You've got big arms, but you never use them. (laughs) So they're pinching his ego, and off they go. 
that's a beautiful story we found here. But uh, the, but the point here, of course, in this uh, in this verse, at, at, at the onset here is is that uh, is that the two of them, that the Balaram, that, that there's a that, that, that in Pogondalila now, Balaram will come out. So would they have the Danic slaying of Danikasura, the Perlambasura, another very big event in in Balaram's life and so forth. And hmm? Gascharayanto Sagibisamampada. So uh, again, this in this verse, then one of the jewels we pull out of that is the whole um Gopastami, because it says here, he began to herd cows. Gascharayanto. Hmm? He began herding cows, Sakibisamam. Along with his friends. Someone means along with his friends and it means with his equals together. It's a, again, central to the spirit of Sakiras, the feeling of it. Hmm? They began to herd cows. So the herding of cows is a big event. For Krishna to, to, to graduate from calf herding to cow herding has a lot of implications because, as I said earlier, when he's herding calves, he can only go so far, he has to come back early. When he's taking out the cows, well, they need to stay out longer. Hmm? And now the sky's the limit, right? And they're and they they're curious creatures, so they're going to wander from forest to forest to forest, not just close by. Hmm? So this is the, the, so now the tension begins between Vatsaliras and Madhuriyasa. It already started a little bit. It was cute at first, but now it's getting serious. Hmm? So for Mother Yasoda to let go, she's the the, the, the pinnacle of Vatsalya Rasa. For her, she's the last to let go, and it's it's mentioned here that that Bahuvarasto Pashu Palasamato. They got permission for their Gascharayanto for herding cows. So this is a big, you know, build up, right? Uh, and, and this is a, a reference to the Gopastami, which is a particular astrological uh, day in the life of Krishna. Um, I've told the story of, of uh, Gopastami before. I can't go into it at, at length here, but uh, but a good part of it is this is this tension between Vatsalya and and uh, and um, and Sakirasa. Krishna's friends arrive ostensibly with permission to herd cows. Led by Sri Dham, it means Vrishabhanu uh, Maharaj. Uh, uh, he's given permission. Of course, that's how it's told. But he's been told. Actually, he's been told. Well, if Krishna gets permission, then you can go. <laughs> so, you know, for you, I make no profit. Right? This is cowards. They can exaggerate things, and they can <laughs> both their Vaisha temperament and, and their, their 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 boyhood, right? They can exaggerate and stretch the truth a little bit. It's okay. So they, of course, they all arrive, and and prior to that, Krishna's now suddenly started to spend more time with his uh, uncles. And whenever Nanda Maharaj comes, they shut up. Said, well, you were talking. I, I come over, and there was quiet. What's going on? So the younger of Nanda's brothers will come out and say, "Of course, here's what it's all about." They have a good way of working him through it. None is opposed to the idea that Krishna will herd cows. I mean, he has so many cows, 
and he's the king of the cowherds, so he has so many assistants. Hmm? And there's so many other boys. Why his boy has to do that? Hmm? Right? So he's holding back. But his younger uh, brothers, they're very smart. So they say that you're older now. Hmm? How glorious it will be if your son is herding cows. And so they start to bring in this side, and this way they convert him. They get him converted. Meanwhile, of course, as I say, the cowherds have arrived, and they're ready to go, because this was talked about the night before. We're going. Hmm? <laughs> and uh, so they got some, some plan, and Mother Yasoda can feel it. And what are you doing there at the door? Come on in, come in here. And she wants to talk with them, and uh, and uh, so that they they start to make their case, and uh, and uh, she's not having it, right? Well, there are different signals, hand movements, and movements of the eyebrows, and they toss the ball from Sridham to Sudam, and then 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 Sudam says, "Well, you know, that's fine. You know, we understand your son. You know." Is who he is. He's the son of Nanda Marsh. He doesn't have to go, but, but we have to go. And so our, our parents have told us, you know, so we're, we're, we're off. That's the way they throw the ball to Krishna. So now, now Krishna has to speak up. So he, he, he'll make his case. Your soul is why you should go. You, know, you are the son of the king, and so you don't have to do that. And he says, Mother, does a Brahmin boy let someone else chant his mantras for him? How is that? He starts to speak like this about Dharma and like to see the, see the child start to speak like an adult and, uh, and, be, and be religious, a good religious boy. So she's, this is this, she starts to break, you know, but she'll, she'll come back and, and say, well, you know, fine, uh, but, um, but what does the older brother say? So she's trying to and so, and suddenly, by the by the arrangement of God, he appears on the scene, right, with Rohini. There he is, and he and he says, nah, "No one will, no one will harm him in my presence. It's not possible." And so, all of this fatherhood, if you will, that she's been fostering on him, now he brings it out, and so she's she's again starting to cave, but she's holding up and resisting, and 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 puts her final argument. Still, uh, Guru Dave, Baldev, you're the oldest son. Uh, what will what will what will Goparaj Nanda say? We have to get his permission. So she's getting catches her breath, if you will, right? And, and, and meanwhile, Nanda's coming from the from the from the cowherd cow pen, and now he's been all charged up. And my son is going to be a cowherd, and it's going to be glorious for me and the family. And uh, I think it's good, you know. I'm I, I, I'm with it, you know. So he arrives, and uh, and she lays the case before him. And uh, of course, he comes and he says, "What does he say?" He says. Um, Krishna. Hmm? Yeah. May Krishna something. Right? May, 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 Krishna may Krishna bless you. And all of them, all the cowboys, they start snickering. <laughs> they start snickering, and he says, oh, you don't, don't you understand why I've named my son Krishna? 
to name a, your son after a name of God, that's very auspicious. Hmm? Krishna is actually a name for God. Hmm? There's a form of Narayan also named Krishna. Hmm? And Govinda too. Hmm? So it's just, it's a, and then he says, so sit down, let me tell you. Oh, they're all ears. I'll tell you a story from the Puranas. Hmm? Then he tells them, what story? No. Right. Ajamil. What is the power of naming your son after God? And what is the power of the name of God? So they're all ears to hear. There's nobody tells the Puranic stories like Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? When he speaks to the cowherds, usually in the evening, he'll speak with them. Hmm? And the daily Leela, the Aprakabi, he'll speak with them and tell them a tale referring to some Puran. And they are just all ears. It is piety and his insights that he adds to the story. And he's the ideal cowherdsman. And they are cowherd boys wanting to be cowherdsmen. Hmm? They're just, he's, you should think, of, he's my father. Hmm? Nanda's my father. Hmm? We should bond with him in that way. Hmm? So he tells him the story of Ajamil and the virtues of Nam Kirtan. And they all burst into kirtan, singing, dancing, chanting Krishna's names, <laughs> and the names of Ram and so forth. And, and then settle down, bring Krishna on their lap. So you want to become a coward? Hmm? Are you sure you can do that? And Krishna gives his assurance and so forth. And Nana's about to just cave in. He says, but we have to pick an auspicious day for the occasion. Hmm? So call the astrologer. Hmm? Call the, the local astrologer, bring him in, and have him do the chart and see what's the auspicious day. So they bring him in and said, I want to do the chart and see which is the day that my son can begin herding cows. And he says, what? <laughs> I want you to do the chart and see the day in, that is, my son is, is auspicious for my son to, to go, to travel and, and, and start herding cows. And he says, you, you want to know what? <laughs> so again, he speaks loud, and he's realized he's, he's deaf. He has these hard of hearing. Hmm? So he tries again, louder. And then he says, and then the astrologer says, oh, oh, you want to know the day for the older son's marriage? Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, no. So this goes on back and forth quite a bit, right? And then, then with frustration, Nanda puts a cowherd on each ear and they both shout in his ear, what's the day for Krishna to herd cows in, the, in his chart? So of course, finally he, he gets it, right? And then he checks the chart right there and he says, it's today. <laughs> <laughs> today is the day. And then he says, and on this day, Krishna will meet the love of his life also. Whoa. And Krishna just trembles. Right? And, and Subal holds his hands. Not everybody heard that part. He's hard of hearing, but when he said this, only a couple people, Krishna and Subal, heard that. Hmm? So that's another part of the 
part of the story, but off, off they go, as it said here. <laughs> Herding cows on Gopastami, which is the twelfth, what, twelfth, twelfth day of the bright moon in the month of Kartik. Good time to meet Radhika as well. So that's one of three. The other two verses, we'll, we'll just go through them quickly and, and come to a come to a conclusion here. Um, uh, let's see here. Tanmaravo venam udirayan vito gopayagrinat pir svayasho balanvita pashun puraskritya pashavyama vishad vihat tu kama kushamakarambanam that place, Tan, where the pasture meets the forest, which is, the implication here is kind of a, a bit of a purport into the translation, which is well-known yet inexpressibly glorious, the forests of Vrindavan. The implication of this is that Krishna's entering into the forest he who is spring personified, Madhava, surrounded by cowards, singing his glories, chanting and kirtan, accompanied by Balaram. So again, Balaram is again mentioned to emphasize his, his, his role, his prominence in Pagandalila. They place the animals in front and enter the forest, filled with flowers for nourishing the cows while playing his flute. So he's playing his flute, he's awakening all the whole forest that he's coming, right? And they're all responding to him. As if it's spring, although it's it's October, right? As if it's spring. This is the, the magic of the forests of Vrindavan. They can they can show the specialty of any season, in any season, or all of the seasons, in one forest, at one time, and so forth, all under the direction of Vrindadevi. So. We won't go into it in, in length here, but Krishna blows his flute. The Madhava name, Madhava also means spring. Madhava also means, if there's Madhava, there has to be Radha. Madhava is the goddess, the husband of the goddess of fortune, Madhava. So if you're going to mention Madhava, then Radha's got to be nearby, right? So this is the indication here at the onset of this chapter, this is the second verse, that this chapter is going to take us from the Poganda up to and into the Kishore Leela. As I mentioned, this Pakana Lila goes from Krishna's sixth year to his eighth year. Of course, different acharyas have said different things, but that's the, the, the broader con- consensus. Uh, typically, he would have started earlier, but with because of the what happened during the Brahma Vimohan Lila, a year was lost in Kumar for the boys that had been stolen by Brahma, or appeared to be stolen, but weren't operative by the arrangement of Leela Shakti. And so they got an extra year. And then Pogunda begins, instead of at five, at the beginning at six, six, seven, up to Rasa Leela, eight. And within that again, there is there is the touch of, of Kishore. So, um, this epithet for Krishna is, is invoked here to tell us that, and it's mentioned here how the how the forest is responding. Also, um, 
as if to say, cow herding is not always that easy. They're big animals, and they're not always. Don't they don't just go come on come cowie, <laughs> you know they're not like that, <laughs> particularly. And uh, you, know, they, you want them to go in one direction, especially the calf. They'll definitely go in the other direction, and so on. So it's it's a challenge. But the forest is responding the implication of the verse here in such a way as to say, and don't worry, all you will do is all you have to do is play, hmm? because we will furnish the cows with everything they they need to be happy easy to herd and so the work will be done by us and you will simply play this is the implication here this verse second and then the third verse tan manjugo shalimrigat bijakulam mahan manaha prakya paya saraswata batena dushtam shatapatra gandina nirikshyarantum bhagavan manodade The woodland was teeming with sweet-sounding bees, deer, and birds. It was served by a breeze that had a fragrance of lotuses that was related to the lake in which the water was clear, like the minds of great sages observing the forest. Bhagwan made up his mind to play. Hmm. So the further idea, basically the idea that all of his senses were served by the sound and the breeze and the fragrance and, and so forth, by the forest. And they created a perfect environment for his, his uh, herding and cowherd playful leelas of Sakyarasa, Bhagavan. Sri Krishna, Kijai, is addressed here as Bhagavan to remind us this is God. <laughs> After all, we've said, <laughs> let's keep that in mind. So. Any question? Yes. So, uh, just for clarification, Krishna doesn't meet with Radhika at nights till he gets to the Kaishwarya age. In Boganda uh, age, they don't they don't have like uh, interactions. As common as, as later on. Is my understanding correct? Yeah, there's some contact in Kishore. And there are many, many meetings, first meetings of Radha and Krishna, experienced by different poets, different rasikas, different times. But uh, in, in Poganda, first meetings, told in this way, told in that way. Um, but in Bhagavatam itself, then, as I said at the end of this chapter, the Purvarag is first introduced, and um, Krishna is entering into his Kishore Leela. And yes, ultimately in the Kishore Leela, then um, it is uh, that becomes a central part of Krishna's daily and nightly affairs, and of course. Um, he's accompanied in that by certain friends who are sympathetic to his romantic life and want to assist him in that, but that's the correct understanding. Hmm. Um, also, I was wondering, um, is Krishna spending nights with cows and cowboys uh, in the forest sometimes? Or, 
Or he always goes back to bring down the money and show down. Yeah, yeah. Cows have to come home at, at, and and then at 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 and at, at at the hour of cow dust. That's <laughs> Goduli, right? They have to come home. So he brings them home. And there are and and there's there's milking and there's bathing and dressing and and there's arti performed then by Madhu Mangal for Nishringadev in the house of Nanda Maharaj. There's while then afterwards there's some some discussion. Like I said, Nanda Maharaj speaking to the boys while the the cooking is going on. Then there's the the, uh, the formal dinner, which, unlike mourning, some other family members are invited. It's a little more, little more formal. And then there's entertainment. After that, then Krishna goes to bed. Then Krishna gets out of bed, <laughs> and rendezvous with the gopis. Right? That's the into the wee hours. Yes. Um, in the very beginning, you spoke about the book Bhagavat and the devotee Bhagavat. Yes. Because the book can't ask you, do you understand? So often. You understood. Often, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, often we don't have access either to a Bhagavat or even a devotee or even our guru, you know, besides Srila Prabhupada. I mean, you know, where you don't even really feel you have the opportunity or the encouragement to ask, to try to understand, so... Um. What to do, right. Yes, that's unfortunate. One thing is that I think um, that, you, that you mentioned it's important, we're not encouraged. I think that um, better um, to look at the example of Prabhupada's father. Prabhupada's father had a samskar for listening to sadhus that was in excess. If a person looked like a sadhu or said he was a sadhu, we get the impression from Prabhupada's own telling of it, he would be invited into his home. And Prabhupada wasn't impressed by a lot of the quote-unquote sadhus that his father invited. But his father had some scar for that. Had a tendency, he had a strong impression to, to listen, to, he, to hear from saintly people. And amongst them, many of them were saintly, perhaps only in appearance, one of their belly filled, whatever. Hmm? And the Prabhupada was a little disenchanted, hmm? um, but when he was encouraged by a friend to meet Bhaktisiddhanta, hmm? I think his father's example, you know, ruled over and he said, well, okay, we'll try it. Yeah, so, Dad used to do this, so, you know, okay, maybe there's a real sadhu out there. And this was, of course, in the middle of Gandhi's having captured the, the minds of the youth, of everybody in India, and the, the, the revolution going on, every young man was caught up in the Swaraj prospect of liberation political, from a political point of view that Gandhi was voicing and basing it on the Gita and, and so on and so forth. And of course he went and saw Bhaktisiddhanta and changed his life and gave up the whole Swaraj of Gandhi and 
became a disciple ultimately of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So anyway, you know the story. But my point is that his father would err on that side. I think we'd be better off erring on that side than developing a samskar from not hearing from sadhus. Hmm? Trust yourself. You know, you can hear, I mean, you can hear and you can hear. You didn't like it, you didn't like it. It didn't inspire you. There was something wrong. Ask a question. Hmm? Get an If you don't get a good answer, okay. But um, at least have that tendency to take advantage of sadhu sangha. That, that will behoove us. And to the contrary, if we have some scar for not taking advantage of sadhusanga, we really do ourselves a disservice hmm. because how, how important it is. So, so that's one point that comes to mind from the way in which you voiced the question. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, if, if, we, if we, we, we do what we can, we, the situation is what it is. We're all over the world and, and uh, we're not all living in India and there's sadhus on every corner or, or whatever, you know. You grow up in an area and you got initiated in an area and there's a temple there and nobody moves anywhere. And now it's, it doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so that's uh, what we have to deal with. I mean, now we, we try to... Uh, Extend it, you know, through the mediums of the internet and so on and so forth. But, but um, when we don't have the association, we avail ourselves to the to the books, and talk amongst our peers, and so forth. And even, um, you know, even reading sometimes, oh, we don't have the inclination to think of inquiring, you know, like, kind of, um, if we don't understand, well, we don't understand, and, you know, not even trying in a way. Yeah, well, that, that's just the evidence that we need good sadhus, because the sadhus are not there to just pat us on the back, and they're there to push us, and challenge our understanding, and make us feel uncomfortable. Hmm? How am I doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> make us feel uncomfortable. Challenge us. That, that, then we can grow. That, that's the idea. Not just come in and say what everybody wants to hear, and, that, and no, no more than that. And don't make anybody uncomfortable. Everything good, you know. Where's the prasadam? <laughs> so this isn't this isn't for that. So, so by your own question, you can understand my point. It's important, and then you can. You can lament that you don't have good association, and through that lamentation, and sincerely, then probably you'll 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 get association. Krishna will make an arrangement. How's your husband? Hardy Hardy was feeling a little well, ill. Well, uh, gradually improving. I guess. Good. Give him my regards. Yeah, he's a very old friend of mine, as you know. What else? Yes. You mentioned that we should meditate on Nanda Maharaj as our as our father, and I heard in a past kind of recent class, you said each night Nanda has a different cowherd on his lap as he's telling all these tales, and I I tend to get overwhelmed by the idea. Well, there's unlimited cowherds, so are Nanda and Yashoda similarly unlimited, like? When Krishna goes out and they're eating lunch, every cowherd boy thinks 
he's looking at me and I'm sharing my lunch with him and they are so is that the same dynamic that's happening well each coward has his own mother and father Mm -hmm. Hmm? but Nanda Maharaj Yashoda they're the pinnacle of of, of Vatsalhirasa and in a broader sense they're the father. I mean, Mother Yasoda thinks every 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 girl is her daughter, and every coward boy is her son. And she knows each one's favorite dish. And as soon as she sees it, oh, grabs him, pulls him up on the lap. How are you? Wipe those tears away. Why are you crying, Gopika? Hmm? She can't tell him. Krishna just abused me. He insulted me. She can't say that. But then she wipe her tears away. Then cook for her. Hmm? Well, she knows every coward boy, every gopi. She knows just what they like the most to taste. So see how extensive is her, her motherhood, right? So I just say that in a broader sense. Every coward boy, every gopi has their own mother and father. But until that becomes, that's an extension of one's own bhava. That's what Satya Sankalpa means. Satyasankalpa means that the will of the liberated person is fulfilled. So, some aspects of your life in the Leela are extensions of your own bhava. That's hmm. hmm. uh, a big subject, but in a, just to just to bring it into the general idea, here are two paradigmatic figures representing Vatsali Ras. Nanda and Yashoda, and they're very prominent in the Leela, and every coward boy, every gopa feels their mother and father. So think of them that way. I don't know if that answers your question, but when but when one coward boy is sitting on the lap of Nanda, are you, are you asking, is every boy sitting there? On the, I mean, the, the, the Leela plays itself out not in a linear way. It's not, it's, it's multi-dimensional, as you say. I mean, every coward boy thinks Krishna's sitting next to me, Hmm? I'm putting food in his mouth, he's putting food in my mouth, everyone thinks that at the same time. So, um, yeah. You have to go there and find out. So, well, Prabhupada would have answered the question, why don't you go there and find out? Okay. All right, so nice to sit with all of you. Very much appreciate your good company, and hopefully we get together when tomorrow afternoon at another location nearby, right? Boots on Bhagavatam ki jai. Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Vanchakau Paturu Vyascha 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 Vyascha